You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. Let's have a look at a set of results from a JSE listed company. The results came out after the market closed last night, and the company's name is Aspen. On the telephone with me now is the CEO and founder of Aspen, and that's Stephen Sard. Stephen, can I get the, uh, well, it's not boring stuff, but I, can I get the numbers out of the way first? It says here, net revenue up 9% over the full year, gross profit up 4%, normalized EBITDA up 7%, and normalized headline earnings per share up 9%. So a good, solid performance in the face of what happened has been a difficult period. So maybe just describe it before we get on to the interesting stuff. Yeah, sure. I think it's, it, it, it is, I mean, there's, you know, there's 5% in what we call constant currency in revenue. That's sort of your operating performance, euro and euro. And it was because the rand weakened and we have a big rand hedge element within Aspen, our, our revenue grew 9%. But I mean, behind that is just uh, real organized chaos. I mean, it was <laughs> real buy-ins with panics, Lindsay, and then uh, and then sell-offs and, and critical, critical moments, uh, particularly across Europe, to try and just get medicines to the patients and being absolutely stretched. Uh, so uh, the... The behind this was just incredible, and, and then try and keep your factories open. You know, every time someone gets COVID in the factory, you've got to close areas down, and so it was just, uh, just an incredible balancing act. And so we we're really proud of it. But net net, Lindsay, COVID's been a has been there's been some positives, but there's been a net net negative. Okay, but we daren't complain relative to people who are saying in the hospitality industry or anything like that. Let's go pre-COVID, because I can yeah. distinctly remember two or three years ago, I can't remember the time period, where you got annoyed with me when I asked you a particular question. I think it was because <laughs> you were under stress or, or because uh, your, your company was going through a particularly difficult period. And I asked you, I think, uh, has this been the most difficult time that you've endured? Now, although the, what we're going through now is, is very testing and very trying, mm. I'm getting the impression that you're embracing that and and actually fixing things. So although it's, yeah. although it's difficult, you've probably enjoyed the difficulty, if you see what I mean. Look, it, it, you, you, the most important part, of, the reason why you really can enjoy it in our business is you you actually make a contribution to humanity. You know, geez, if I get my dexamethasone, you know, 20% less people die. If I get these anesthetics to these people, there are so many millions of people uh, that, that we are so important to every day in anesthetics. So that makes it all worthwhile. When you said I got testy, I can't remember. I sort of test these pretty regularly, so I probably <laughs> can't remember exactly. But oh, you were horrible to me, but that's, that's all right. I, I brushed <laughs> Sorry, it off. Lindsay, I do apologize. No problem at all. Um, but uh, obviously, one of my daughters had, had, uh, had driven me mad that earlier. But what I will tell you is that in any business, you only learn about yourself and your business and your people in tough times. And, you know, watching guys pull together for the supply chain at tough times are different, you know. It's one thing to say, oh, we, we, you know, we're going through a little bit of problem in the business. It's another thing to say, you know, this is life-saving. So, you know, guys pull together then. And you'll see now with, you know, already we've, we've made all our material disposals. We're in a really strong position now. And we've got a really reshaped business. But we really had to pull together to deliver on, on, on both those uh, both those scores. Well, that's what I wanted to talk about. And I want to go back a bit again, and I hope you don't find this too personal a question. Do you blame yourself for overextending the company? You know, we you can go down a blind alley and go and say, listen, I'm going to stick in commoditized generics. I know the prices are coming down. I know the Asians are dropping prices. Even people are dying of margins. Uh, our prices are dropping. We know that your margins are going to go. So you can keep following down that route and say, oh, we've been a little bit unlucky. We took ourselves 
we said, fine, we're setting ourselves a new vision. We're going to become strong. We're going to become strong in areas of manufacture, and we're going to have to, we're going to push ourselves into a sterile business. If we get it right, we give ourselves at least a 10-year trajectory. We took all of those risks. Yes. yes, we had to extend the business to two of those risks. Right now, we're in an unbelievable space. When you look at what we've had to do and the relevance of steriles, when you see what we've had to do, particularly across Europe, but if you look now about where we sit, we sit with all this capacity. Remember, we can make hundreds and hundreds of millions of vaccines if needed. So we, and, and you've seen, you, you, I mean, I don't have to tell you all around, there's a real big need for vaccines and vaccines. And we've got capacities and capabilities to be able to assist. So yeah. we've repositioned our business. Uh, we, it, we've got hope. We're not going down a blind alley. We're not sitting there trying to make excuses. We say, hey, we had to make big calls. We've done it a few times. And we globalized our business. And so we sit with a business that has got, I think, like 86% out of the revenue outside of South Africa. We manufacture in South Africa in many instances. So we've, we've got good cost base here. We create skill base here, and I really would like our South African facility to be a part of a solution around the vaccines. Okay, I've got another couple of questions for you. The first one is this. Sure. Would you have sold, would you have made the disposals that you've made recently, and even the one this week, which we'll talk about in a moment, the thrombosis business, to the company called MyLine, I think it is. But anyway, would you have disposed of those businesses if you hadn't have been put under pressure by, for example, uh, shareholders, uh, bankers, and all those other fine people? Uh, and, you know, in fairness, no one put us under pressure. I mean, shareholders maybe, but uh, not uh, – because, you know, we had a plan. We've worked to a plan. We always knew when we acquired where we would get to in the process, and we knew we had to dispose. So in Australia, when we did the deals in Australia, you know, we bought the Sigma business. We were stretched. We knew we had to fix things up, and we knew we had to, one, grow our business, but two, we had to make disposals. So it was the same if I go right back in time to South African druggists. We knew we had to dispose assets within here. Some we thought, some we had picked early on, and we knew these would come. And others we looked to see the environment. So the mulch we knew we we knew we had a good asset that we then couldn't necessarily operationalize. But if we could get all the manufacture right out of Australia and New Zealand into China, we create an opportunity that somebody else could be able, would would see and pay value for. Yeah, Japan we didn't know. We thought, oh, that's a nice market to be in, and we'd go in, and the prices looked okay. And then every year they brought our prices down, and they put the, uh, they put the, they, they've got a very stringent way you have to manufacture, effectively forcing you to make a lot in Japan. So it didn't really fit our model, and we didn't have a pipeline. We said, oh, this might not be for us. Uh, thrombosis in Europe, we thought, okay, maybe, maybe this is an area we could perform in, but we were subscale. We decided a year ago we were subscale, and we said we're going to look at a review in this across Europe sterile business. And this is the result of the review. So some absolutely planned, some some unplanned, like Japan, and some here we it was a wait and see, uh, and see, and then we realised we, we we could have doubled down and tried to get more scale in Europe, but that would have been a gamble. We hadn't demonstrated a, a capability. In, in, uh, in, in, in our rep teams there. The divestment of the Thrombosis Europe story, which was out a couple of days ago, and I'm sorry I didn't have time to speak to you, but thanks for the invitation. Uh, it's a transaction with Milo, and it says here, you've got a good price for it. I mean, the market really loved the price you got for it as well, and the fact is that it reduced your debt enormously in percentage terms. It says, but you've got a long-term manufacturing and supply agreement ensuring Aspen retains sterile volumes within your facility. 
So you're still part of the business in a, in a way. Yes, correct. We were looking for someone. Our business, we've got all these capacities. We need people to grow volumes. We weren't growing volumes for ourselves. This is a much bigger organization, got more scale, much more opportunity to grow the business. So, yes, that's a positive kickback that comes into our facilities um, and to the rest of our businesses. So, yeah, we yeah, we 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 sort of down the line on it and uh, we we're very pleased with it. yes we got a good price I think they got a good price because they've they've got a lot of costs that they don't need so it, it works it, that's how a good deal works you know. mm, so everyone's happy very good the vaccine story is a very big story but we'll come to that towards the end of the conversation in a couple of minutes time Given your experience in the past of going into jurisdictions that perhaps you weren't as familiar with as you are in, in South Africa, have you become gun-shy now when it comes to acquisitions, or are you ready when the opportunity arises to go back into the market and uh, start to expand again? Yeah, I think we. I think there's, there's a couple of types of acquisitions. There are those transformational ones that we've done now, like historically globalising into particularly first Australia and then into the rest of the world and now into a big sterile space. Uh, those are those are pretty transformational and those take a lot of time, effort, etc. And then you get bolt-ons where you're buying a few products or a few things that you say, oh, I can put into my Australian business or my South African business or uh, the Latin American business. Those are much easier to settle, okay, obviously. And I think where we are now is, you know, n- nothing's really terrified us, but in our life cycle, where we sit now, we need to deliver on the reshape business, the growth in the business. And we now need to say, yes, you've done all these transformational uh, investments in sterols. That's great. We can see your turnover. You've got billions of rands more turnover. But what else are you going to do? Because you've told us you've built this fantastic platform. What else are you going to do? So the obvious is we're going to reduce our cost of goods, our bioanesthetics. That makes us more competitive and will hopefully drive further volume. But in addition, what else can we do off this platform? Because we've created so much capacity. And that's been our strength in the past, is to be able to use manufacturing and our relationships with multinationals, lever that to be able to access IP that we wouldn't ordinarily have access to. So what you're saying is that you're a leaner outfit than you were a couple of years ago, and you're poised for greatness, uh, should that greatness present itself. And one of the greatnesses might be, although it's a bad thing, it's a good thing for you because of the vaccine story. Do you think that people will come to you when there is a vaccine? People will come to you and say, you have the manufacturing capacity to help us out, and therefore, here's the contract. Is that going to happen? We, we certainly, it's certainly something we're aspiring to and trying to, to work towards uh, and, and are working towards. And, and it's, we'd really like to be, I mean, all along we've been, uh, we've been part of a, a solution to, to, major problems, whether it's ARVs, whether it's the sterile anesthetics, whether it's dexamethasone. And so, yes, we have the capacity and capability and would really like to be a part of that, uh, to Mm. be a part of that solution. Mm. So, yeah, I think, you know, you said to me earlier, you know, would you do this? Are you gunshot? Where are you? You know, did you make the right? I think what what time has shown and was showing and, and hopefully will show is that we went from we went from going down a blind alley to 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 knowing that we were going to be in trouble and it it came the generic pricing came the commoditization came 
to something where we've got hope for the business. We've we've gone down a new road and we've got hope. We've kept what's good and we've got and works in our, in our within our capabilities. But we now go down a new road, and and that road gives us some hope and and uh, and, and some growth. So. Uh, exciting times for us, you know, and not having to talk about the debt, Lindsay. That's all yeah. I spoke about. <laughs> you know, yeah, I know. No, that, that, that was why you got annoyed with me because you know, of with the, the debt situation. We knock our debt down to mm. to probably two or even below. Who knows? So you you get to a situation where you've got a very very comfortable covenants, etc. You've weathered the storm and you've now got all the assets and you, you've got yourself position. And you've got growth and opportunities, which we, we might not have had otherwise. Even without the vaccine potential, you're, you're happy with the reshaped business and you're happy yeah. with the portfolio that you have? Very happy. We've, now we've, we've, we've got growth in the markets we're strong in. We've got our business centre to where we're strong. You sound much happier. You sound much happier, yeah. I must say, Stephen. So, well done. Thank you very much. <laughs> Sorry for being in a bad mood with you before, <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Sard, thank you very much for your time. Stephen Sard is the CEO of Aspen, whose results were released after the market closed last night. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.